Josh and I recorded like the pre-viewing part of the episode, which contains the introduction. Yeah, but I mean, you're still going to say with us is this person and that person, right? I'm going to have to introduce you and Andy because you weren't there when we started. I'm going to have to say something twice to introduce myself, and I'm always horrible at that. If you if you don't want to, I'll just say your names and we'll just keep on rolling. No, I've got it. You just wish that you didn't have it. (laughs) What happened? Write it down. Write it down, Mike. Don't forget it. You know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. That that way, at least I have something. Have a Fast and the Furious kind of intro. Do you live your life a quarter mile of time? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Not anymore. <laughs> it's literally like the only quote in that. In so that may, maybe that just needs to be the cold open for the whole Fast and Furious <laughs> episode, and then like Mike is not even in the preamble discussion. <laughs> And then he just like shows back up for the post. <laughs> Still bitter about us. So his intro. <laughs> we tried. Is this a new game? Try to guess Mike's quotes. Try to fuck up my intro. intro. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I've got my intros, so you you can just fuck right off. Yeah, now it's just gonna be right fuck off. you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. You're cool. I'm cool. <laughs> fuck you guys. Let's do this. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Josh Zorch. Mr. Movie Slut here. Sarah Zorch. I love how that's how you introduce <laughs> yourself every time. And Leslie Yoders. Hi. So we are trying to do another Never Seen That episode. If you've listened to past episodes before, you will probably know that we've teased this for a while between Josh and I. Um... So we we have agreed if you if you missed it, Josh and Mike were recording their what was it the horror horror movies yeah like upcoming horror season for 2019 yeah and I wasn't on that episode but as I edited Josh had made the comment that if if I decided to watch Zombieland which I haven't seen he would watch two Fast and the Furious movies which also if you've paid attention to Josh you know that that is very much out of his wheelhouse and he does not want anything to do with that franchise at all it's against my animal spirit. <laughs> So today we will be sitting down. We're going to watch the first Fast and Furious movie. It's the one that I've chosen for him to start with, uh, and we will watch Zombieland. So we are going to record them back to back. We're going to do the the, the pre-viewing uh, part of it before today, and then we'll probably come back and do the uh, post thoughts sometime later. We might get some different guests for that. We'll see how it turns out. But you guys don't know that. Is you're just listening through, and we could have. 20 minutes in between these or yeah. six months it'll be a surprise but to you it'll just be four <laughs> seconds uh so <clears throat> since we are starting with fast and furious we are ha- we are having josh up first so he is in the hot seat uh so we're just gonna start very general what do you know about the fast and furious franchise i guess if i if i had to say flat out things i know it would be limited to a few people who are in them and generally vehicles are involved Okay, that's a very good working knowledge. That's of what's literally going on. it, as far as the actual plot. I mean, it's my 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 impression. So the first one came out like my junior or senior year of high school. 
I should have looked up it, the year. It's early 2000s. It's got to be like 2001, 2002. I'll look it up. Because yeah. I, I remember distinctly there was somebody who pulled a quote from it uh, that was used in like the quotes page in our high school yearbook, <laughs> our senior yearbook. 2001. Okay. And one, right. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, so at the time, it looked, from what I remember, just generically like street racing culture and the deeper lives of people involved with it didn't really appeal to me and as they went on a few years later it seemed to evolve beyond just that premise and get quite more ridiculous which pulled me out of interest even even more yeah um obviously vin diesel i know is the cornerstone of this paul walker the first however many he was around for um I th- there's a couple of people who I know are in certain chapters, but I couldn't tell you definitely which ones. Like I know, I think Jordana Brewster shows up a few times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Michelle Rodriguez at some point. Yes. Um, and I know some people who are in these like er- later ones, the last couple of years, but the early volumes, I I couldn't tell you anybody yeah. else. Yeah, I think yeah, it definitely started with the height of street racing culture, and it is yeah very far removed from that now. Okay. It's a very different animal. I mean, they still put that in there, I think, because they have to, but it's not <laughs> its not what they're about anymore. Um, Leslie or Sarah, anything that you want to ask Josh before we do this? I'm just super excited you're going to see this. And yeah, I think gonna, Sarah's more excited than gonna anybody gonna for this. It's going to forever change your life. That doesn't mean for the better. But. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like I said before we started recording, you asked why had I liked this movie and owned it, and I was like, but it's peak Paul Walker, but I realize that's not going to mean so much to you. Uh, I think the only other things I've seen Paul Walker in were uh, She's All That and Eight Below. Okay. Yeah. Well, and She's All That would have been prior to this. Yes. Yeah. Eight Below, I think, was I think it was after, after this. Couple years, just a few years after. Yeah. So how do you feel about the actors and actresses that you named? Do you like everybody involved in the franchise? I dig Michelle Rodriguez a lot. Uh, have since the first Resident Evil movie. Um, Vin Diesel. I guess if I had to be diplomatic or kind <laughs> about it, I, I. I mean, you don't have to. I don't. I don't have any real opinion of him. I guess when it comes down to, I mean, if I wanted to be shitty just for the sake of it, I guess I could. <laughs> but is there a reason to be? Not really. Yeah. Um. I've never been a, a particular thing he's been in where I was like, oh, okay, a different side of Vin Diesel than my preconceived notion. That never happened. Pacifier. <laughs> Somehow I didn't get to that <laughs> literally one. Literally what was in my head. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't care to see that one. I, uh, I did see that one. <laughs> I, I used to own that one. I don't know if it's still currently in the boxes. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I think that uh, is one that uh, didn't last one of the multiple DVD purges that had over the years. <laughs> We could always watch that one and just not record a podcast on it, just for the sake of Josh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everybody else, uh, like I said, I know the, uh, some more of the people who have come in in the later chapters, but in these earlier ones, Jordana Brewster, other than, like, what, the faculty, and I think she was maybe in one of the uh, earlier Texas Chainsaw yeah, she was. relaunches. Maybe the one with Jessica Biel. Or no, she was one. in the beginning. She, she was, was in the Texas beginning. Chainsaw Jessica Biel was in the one with, that was supposed to be just a, like a remake of the original. Yes. Okay. The beginning was the one with Matt Bomer. Yes. Yes. All right. We own that one too. <laughs> yeah, we got. Yeah, that's it. We got most of the Texas Chainsaw Library, uh, but sometimes uh, just Vin, in case, Brian. Vin, Vin Diesel. What you're lacking in the Fast and Furious Library. Yeah, the Vin Diesel titles are hit or miss. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, Paul Walker. I don't. Again, don't really have anything against him. 
but wasn't like a yay fan as an actor per se. Uh, I know this stuff isn't really in your like this franchise isn't really in your wheelhouse. Do you expect right, right. it? Like where where do your expectations lie with this one? Do you think you'll come out of it somewhat liking it or you just expect it to be complete crap and I I would say I for, for this first one especially given what I understand the basic premise to be and 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 what the story kind of revolves around yeah. I probably will come out of it like most uh you know mille- millennial uh Michael Bay movies okay which is okay that exists yeah it can kind have some entertainment value but I'm not expecting to be hooked yeah or okay. changed um I mean if they if they figure out a way to get the hooks into me all the better for them I suppose yeah um but I can probably I'm gonna guess I can probably take this much more with a grain of salt as opposed to like the last three or four that I've seen previews for yeah the last few years they just seem to get bigger in scope and scale and yes. ridiculousness I feel like they're, they're I'm expecting this to be a little more grounded they're they're partially on par <clears throat> I feel like with uh like Mission Impossible okay but where Mission Impossible stunts are m- pretty much real these are these are not <laughs> okay it's it so it takes just, ridiculous to a new level I feel like constructing a ridiculous scenario and, and something to be pulled off just for the sake of showing you yeah. something over the top as and, opposed to Mission Impossible like and I think we they, figured out how to do that for real yeah and, and then 5 I think they did that I think Fast and Furious 5 is when they really started to lean into that and then they realized that movie made a shit ton of money so we have to up the ante for the next one and so okay. on and now we're on 8 Okay. 9 if you count Hobbs and Shaw all right, and they all right. get increasingly more ridiculous as you go down. <laughs> um, I mean, my grand plan for this is to get you to watch at least four. Okay, so we have to trade off. Well, I guess I get two for one, but then this first round, yes. yeah, we have to trade off a couple other movies. I want it. <laughs> I think four would give you a nice round of the franchise, and and I think that that would include at least. We'll start with this one, and then I think four, five, and six are the better ones to watch. I think that's a solid trilogy. Um, if we get any more after that, I think it's just kind of gravy. But they're some of my lesser favorites if we get to the other ones. Point taken. Uh, last question I think I have. How do you feel about Point Break? The original? Yeah. Because I didn't see the remake. Okay. Well, yeah, the Keanu Reeves Point Break. I'd you say I generally enjoy that movie. positive feelings of it. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities, I think, in this movie. It's interesting. Point Break. Okay. Yeah, I would second that. But But with zero Keanu... Or, yes. Yeah. Um, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. So there's z- zero Keanu or Swayze. Yeah. I mean that already takes this. Vin, down Vin a Diesel bit. is the Swayze of this movie. <laughs> uh, although I, I kind of want to see Keanu in the Fast and the Furious. I, come on. <laughs> there's still time. There, that would be fun. Like only of them. We only if see he fights a car and everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's John Wick. He would win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you watch John Wick, he does fight with cars, so that's close. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's all I got to prep. You guys got anything else for Josh? Anything we want to grill him on before we start this? No, I, I'm just excited because I couldn't remember a couple of the minor characters that are in this, and I know there's at least one that he should recognize, the actor, and I... Okay. So I'm, I'll be excited when you see that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's another thing is I could probably... Not to say I... I could not confidently say I have never looked at the IMDb pages for any of these. Yeah. Probably few and far between ever. But if I ever did, I guarantee I don't remember anybody. Yeah. Other, like I said, other than the people who is like whose faces I've 
seen come and go in previews over the years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's might be a, a few that do pop up, but I have no preconceived there's one understanding that, of any. There's one that I know you will be like, ah, oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> will I feel bad for that guy being in this? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a low point for that person's career. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Uh-huh. Like, maybe if they already had like a good career and this was, they were like, eh, maybe not in much along the way, and then they popped back up in this. Yeah, is different than well, this is one of their earlier films, and now they're in a better position. But I guess I'll I'm wait and just, see. You'll just wait and see. So, um, yeah. just around the horn, Sarah. When was the last time you watched this movie? I know I have seen it since it came out, but honestly, I couldn't tell you the last time I've watched it. It's probably been it least five years if okay. not ten yeah because i don't know if i've watched it since we've been together if i did obviously he wanted nothing to do with it <laughs> i was not in the room <laughs> but so that's seven years so yeah i'm guessing it's probably more towards the seven to ten year mark for me how do you think it's gonna hold up i'm a little nervous <laughs> the peak paul walker will hold up but we'll see <laughs> leslie same question probably since uh, it came out on dvd that's probably I probably bought it and then haven't really watched it. You didn't watch it in the then. theater? No, I saw it in the theater too. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like the last time that I watched it would have been like right after I bought it, probably. Okay. But I had a big Vin Diesel obsession though, so like big Vin Diesel obsession. <laughs> I can so, respect that. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember loving this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember loving this movie too. So I'm a little. A little yeah, but little I'm not afraid. sure if I actually did or if I just love Vin Diesel. So. We'll find out. Like I had, I printed out a picture of him and put it on my trumpet case <laughs> and carried it around a band. And I, I wrote his name like Vin Diesel. I still have it. Because when I think Vin Diesel, I think music composition. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, I know that Paul Walker was in my binder compilations <laughs> right? that I would make. You know, you'd get the, the binder every year for school that had the clear plastic on the front. Mm-hmm. And then I would make, you know, like collage. collages. Yeah. For them. So I know that there would be, he was on multiple collages. I, I did not make collages. You missed out. <laughs> There's always time, Josh, after this movie. You're going to have a Vin Diesel collage. <laughs> I'm going to make you collages for your cube. Just take notebooks that I don't need or use to work every day. <laughs> um, all right. I think it's about time we do this shit. Uh, we will all reconvene. Right. You may hear different people whenever we come back to this. We're, we're undecided if we're doing the second half after this so you may or may not hear the four of us or you may hear four different people uh if it's different people just hang in there it'll be it'll be fine it will be because as soon as we're done talking those new people will be here in about (laughs) 10 seconds surprise (laughs) all right so we are back with our post movie part of the episode uh this time we've subbed out sarah and leslie for andy stoles what's up podcast people and mike bradley i'm the buster that will keep you out of handcuffs that's it's fitting. That's uh, had, so somebody <laughs> fucking took the line I was gonna use. But <laughs> it was go. an easy guess. It was an easy guess. <laughs> uh, so when we recorded the the pre movie viewing part, I don't think I did a good enough job of setting up how this works. So just in case uh, you haven't listened to any of our never seen that episodes before, uh, the typical truck structure we try to do <laughs> is that once we have a movie picked out that someone hasn't seen, we'll try to record before watching it, try to see what they know before going in take a break to watch the movie, and then we'll come back and dig into all the post-movie thoughts that said person will have. Uh, We did this one a bit differently in that we recorded a pre-movie discussion a week or two ago, and we're finally now sitting down to do post-movie thoughts. 
hopefully it's still a little bit fresh, at least for, for Josh and I, since we were there on the day recording and watching. Uh, in the case of Andy and Mike, hopefully you guys remember these movies, or uh, this movie in particular, if you haven't watched it any time recently. Um, so, just to reiterate, we are talking about the very first Fast and Furious movie. Uh, and for this episode, Josh is in the hot seat. So, I think we're all dying to know, what did you think of the very first Fast and Furious movie? Alright, so I will have to admit that this particular one, not having seen any others yet, uh, was not not anywhere as as terrible as I thought it would have been. There was a lot that wouldn't have hooked me on its own, per se, um, but just as a movie that somebody made, could have been far worse. I'll admit. I think I think the franchise itself just gets a a, a bad rep. I think for how outlandish and crazy it is now, but going back and watching the first one is fairly grounded, like, where it starts. Okay. And I think, uh, like, before we recorded, the one question I had for you was that, uh, basically asking how you thought of, what you thought of Point Break. Yeah, and and I saw a lot of parallels, obviously, as that went along. Um, The one, like, to the point where I was expecting, like, in that last scene um i was almost expecting like the cops to come around the corner and (laughs) for paul walker to like put his car in reverse and hold the cops off and for them to say would you let him get away (laughs) no and then and then yeah um (laughs) no i'm not letting him get away and then he wouldn't make the train the train would just plow right to the car and Vin Diesel's dead. <laughs> um, yeah, so you pick up on, on the parallels on that pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, it's Point Break with Cars. That's, that's basically basically what the first Fast and Furious movie is. Yeah. Yeah? And I... I, I, I the, for me, if they... I, I'm honestly glad that there's not a ton of screen time, to be honest, that's really devoted as deep as I thought they would be on just the characters talking about cars like the first street race scene is a lot of like it reminded me of like anytime i go by any event that's like a classic car show or just a gathering of like every now and then you do kind of see like that thing where it's like a gathering of like young men just where they're just standing around looking at each other's cars (laughs) Like, I have the same reaction, which is I can't imagine the diversity of conversation occurring where you just go from, like, one car to the next with the hood popped up. You're like, oh, yeah, so you have an engine, too, huh? Like, <laughs> you I, can you I, can tell we're all not car guys here. I don't, I don't <laughs> get somebody it. somebody who worked in the automotive industry selling auto parts for a long time, I would actually understand most of it, and I know what they're talking about most of the time. Um. Correction, we have one car guy here. <laughs> I, I would still say that Josh is fairly correct, but I'd say that's also <laughs> true of a lot of groups. Whereas, like, we may talk about, like, movies in that same context where they just look at us and think we're just talking about dumb movies the whole time. Yeah, fair. I mean, like, if, if even if I try to take, you know, any, any side of judgment out of it, I... Uh, there, there, there's only so much that like 
beyond a couple of lines of dialogue of exchange, I'm going to lose interest in what they're saying very, very quickly. Um, right. Like the, the more they talk about the tech and maybe this is just my perception. I, I get the feeling that even though some people might be more mechanically inclined and can have, you know, an intelligent conversation about, you know, the, the performance of machines and all that stuff. Once you get so far into talking about, you know, bypassing this and that to put, you know, nitrous oxide tanks in and to do X, Y, and Z. It felt to me like there was, they definitely had like a technical consultant on set and they just loved to pepper that script up (laughs) with as much talk of that stuff as they possibly could. They absolutely did, but it was all very (laughs) vanilla talk. That would be like somebody coming up to me and Brian and being like, eh, Boba Fett, huh? <laughs> um, that's that's the equivalent of like the uh, the automotive depth and knowledge that's portrayed in these movies. It's not all right. Fair enough. It, w- what they're talking about is very vanilla. It's very. It sounds complicated to somebody who doesn't know, like somebody who had never seen Star Wars, but look at somebody who walks up to Brian and I that says, "Hey, Boba Fett," and they'd be like, "What the fuck is a Boba Fett?" And they would have no idea what's going on with that. Same thing with the cars. They're talking about. It, like, it's not necessarily simple, but it's all, like, boring, they didn't do a terrible amount of research into it kind of stuff mm. that they say. I think, uh, okay. it, Josh, it reminds me of kind of, like, on The Flash, when they have to solve a problem, and then Caitlin and Cisco just go off in their science goobly-gook, and you're just like, yep, all right, I buy it, sure, yep, you know what you're yeah. talking about. It's one Yeah, of that's a really they good just, parallel. They just have to say things to make it seem like they are in the know. Yeah, that's fair. So let me so let me take the pulse from Mike and, and Andy. When, relatively speaking, like wh- how long ago do you think the last time you watched this movie was? Like f- five years, fifteen years, five. Uh, probably ten to fifteen range. Okay. Um, and are you? Did you? Have you both sort of kept going with this franchise up to the present? Have you stuck with it? Uh, I think I made it to Fast Five and stopped there. I've I haven't watched Hobbs and Shaw yet, but I've seen all the rest. Okay, and I how do I want to say this? I don't want to say when I ask if like you feel the movie still holds up because it, it like I said it wasn't as terrible and didn't date itself as badly as I thought it could have, you know, coming from, what, 2001, I think? Yeah, yeah. Um, a car race is a car race. Yeah, and, and I think what I was happy to see is that there wasn't... The, the, the story surrounded people who are into cars, and that's what was happening with races and these rivalries and whatnot. Um, but I was really expecting, like, every single story beat and element and every like motivation behind everybody to be that yeah and it was a little bit of a breath of fresh air that there were these sort of side stories and and other things happening it may not be a very deep character driven franchise but they try to give you time with the characters that that is what the franchise tries to do now i mean it goes hand in hand with the spectacle of like let's see how crazy shit can get (laughs) <laughs> uh, but they still try to underline all that stuff with character beats and character moments. So if you're going into it just expecting to see fast cars drive really fast, it's it's a small part, I think, of what the movies are. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I said, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say they they went from having like the organized crime empires that had people who enjoyed street racing as part of them that weren't necessarily built on street racing, but they had that was part of it. That was part of their culture. To mm-hmm. now, it's just international crime and see what we can blow up and what kind of crazy stunts we can pull off on camera and even looks like in Hobbs and Shaw even though I haven't seen it that there's a Superman so <laughs> they, they, yeah, they kind of have gotten more ridiculous over the years so saying this is more grounded absolutely it's and I will say too I think the the more recent ones are getting away from the character part of these movies I yeah. think I think into eight seven I think did did pretty good um I did Seven was the last one with Paul Walker, and I thought they did a, a pretty good job focusing on his character for a lot of that movie, which they needed to do. Um, eight, to me, I feel like is f- pretty forgettable. I think I've only seen that one once, um, but nothing there really struck me as like, okay, I'm, I still feel invested with this. Now Now it's the point where I'm just kind of seeing them because I've made it this far. <laughs> um, but They're the, still fun to watch, even if it's not quality cinema. Right, yeah. There's a lot worse scenes that... worse things to see. I yeah. agree, and I think you know I I want to show Josh the if we if we get that far, but the the prime of the franchise, which is I think four, five, and six for me, I think is the is a good meaty trilogy, which is still pretty good. Anything after that would sort of be gravy for him if he wanted to sit down and watch more. Well, I, I feel like three is a decent standalone. You don't need to see any of the others to deal with three. Because it's so far separated. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like it's a decent standalone movie, kind of in the same breath as the first one. It's- and since the timeline for that, these movies are all fucked up, saving three until pretty much the last one yeah. would fit with what they kind of try to do. Yeah. It's weird, Josh, I don't know, since you stayed away from it, the, the timeline for the movies is it technically goes one, two... They made three, and I don't think they knew where they were going to go after three, and then like everybody decided to come back and start making these movies again. So then they made four, five, and six, but it features a character in four, five, and six that dies in three, and everyone gets confused when they see those movies after watching three. So technically three <laughs> takes place right around the time of seven. Yeah. Okay. So leaving, and just for you... <laughs> Leaving it out of the mix, you're not going to get confused. You don't have to worry about it. That's not right, a right. problem. I mean, talking about like how do you, how you get from A to B, given what I, I saw in this and then what my impression is from seeing previews of these you know, last four or five chapters, I'm like, how do you get from these people who are like low-level, heisty criminals and street people to like what it looks like, like international uh, uh, intergovernmental agencies and and you're not meant to a, ask a group those kinds like, of questions yeah. as to why hell? the hell this goes that far like, what, that how quickly. is that going to be believable at all i was gonna say the comparison i'll make is how do you get bruce willis and ben affleck on an asteroid that's going to save the planet in armageddon right that that's a similar point to make they would right. teach astronauts they have how certain... to drill. They would not send yeah. fucking <laughs> drillers, like oil drillers, to the fucking asteroid. They would never do there's that. A, there's a certain skill set that these characters have that we are sort of kind of familiar with, but they are exponentially better, apparently, at what they do than what we know of. So they are now, you know, the ones to go to when this happens, when shit happens. Sure. 
there are probably better I, I get it there are probably better people to call for whenever there there are issues but just for the sake of continuing movies it's always going to be this crew yeah it, it goes gotcha. from having dom being like a he's a pretty good street racer to being he's the best driver in the world <laughs> um like meanwhile they could have had a movie of like uh, that made him race to be the best driver in the world i'd watch that yeah they could have did something there to connect and it would have been. Be just careful fine. what you wish for. Someone's going to hear that, and they're going to make that movie. Oh no! I'm waiting for Fast and Furious 12 when they're on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> they they jump into space <laughs> off of like the building in Dubai or something because that's possible. <laughs> Put a rocket on the back of that car and just launch it. Yeah, and he can totally drive in space R- too because he knows yeah. how it works. <laughs> Racing moon buggies around on the lunar surface. Well, that's why. I, that's why I think I talked about. I can't remember if we talked about when we were recording or before or after, but I had just recently seen Ad Astra which has a sequence on the moon of like sort of a, a race chase thing. And I'm like, that's fast and furious to me. That's what I'm waiting to see. <laughs> Just give me some cars or moon buggies on the moon with that. I'm in. <laughs> uh, I say, as, as one specific call out that I, I haven't been able to shake is sort of the, the, the closing of act three of this movie just from a, a pacing standpoint really confused me because the uh you know the the main heist they're trying to pull off fails and one guy gets really badly injured vin diesel comes to understand that paul walker is a cop uh they both disappear they go both both go their separate ways and it seems like later that same day paul walker then goes straight back to vin diesel's house to confront him because he still wants to put him under arrest uh but at the very least like not allow him to go do what what he is about to go do which is try to protect the one person on his crew from the really otherwise unnecessary like asian criminals uh there's no reason you actually need those people in that movie at all well they're the they're the third party that brings the other two together sort of but you like i feel like you could you could if the main conflict is between Paul Walker as the law enforcement agent and trying to unearth and, and find the identity of the criminals. He happens to fall in with the group that it ultimately ends up being as his way to get into that culture to find the real people. Yeah. But what I found really strange was in the middle of this this argument and in his front in his driveway that they're having is like no you need to let me out of here you you're, you're going to have to whatever you know basically the uh, idea is you're going to have to shoot me cuz I'm going to find I'm just going to call him Mousy I don't remember what the dude's name is he reminds Jesse. me Jesse okay the whole time he <laughs> he just reminded Mousy. first of all, he, just, he reminded me I think I called him Mousy while we were watching yes it. you did and yes. he also he reminded me of Mouse from Matrix the Matrix yep so the whole time I'm like it's 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 Mousy Mouse guy whatever <laughs> And then immediately out of nowhere, right up to them, to their feet, is delivered Mouse. He just drives up like, we need to go fight him. You need to let me out of here. You're going to have to shoot me if, because I got to go protect my friend from the, the mad Asian guy who's, you know, because he didn't get a car. So, of course, someone is murderous because they didn't get a vehicle right away, which, okay, sure. And then he just shows up only... T- he shows up there only so that he can be killed there. Yes. So that they don't have to go do anything else. So they can tick off the box of a confrontation between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and have 
Vin Diesel's motivation to then go back after the Asian guys uh, because his friend is killed, just to knock those both out in one scene. But it, it's just in my opinion, like it threw off what was happening entirely. Like we're having this whole argument about you need to let me out. I need to go find him. Oh, there he is. He he came right to us. Okay, <laughs> I guess that problem solved. Conveniently, oh. yes. It, it and, and now he's being shot to death right in front of us. Yeah, see, I think that's more that, like, you know, if they want to keep uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in the movie together and somehow end up by, you know, friends at the end, the confrontation in the driveway with just the two of them, they were not going to part and leave each other alone. So now that they introduced the Asian gang to kill their kill Jesse and then they got to worry about them, that's them joining forces to then, I don't know, you know, like... It, it, so they're not killing each other. They are now directing right. that at the at the third party. So yeah. Then by the end of the movie, they can sort of come out of it, come out of it a little bit nicer with each other. I don't know. Sure. That's yeah, my reason. I, I, I just, I just, yeah, just for some reason, like the composition of that whole sequence, I found really strange. And just even though, yeah, like the leader of the Asian group already, you know, they give you the impression like he's a prick, but really to the nth degree of you lost a race and you didn't give me your car so i will machine gun you to death down in your front yard felt a little think, extreme well i think there was a little bit more to the neck because like prior to the the big race where he won the car he had his house raided by the fbi so uh, he is under the impression that dom and them ratted him out yeah but i mean at least to me that to me it it really came across more like they were going after the kid because of the car he just happened to be at Vin Diesel's where they found him. See, I think it's I mean, a little bit of both. They they took shots at Vin Diesel as well. If you remember, Vin Diesel had to scramble. Well, I mean, if you're to if, if you're going to do a drive by with Uzis on motorcycles, are you really just going to try to get your target, or maybe get any of the witnesses that are standing around too? I feel like it it turns things. There is an important step for Brian to be able to set aside the need to go after Dom to chase down a murderer as opposed to somebody who is a, I mean, a high-end robbery. You know what I mean? Like, but Dom's not committing murder. Whereas this was a murder that just happened actively in front of his eyes and it gives him the excuse to say, what am I supposed to do? It gives him an excuse as a cop. To drop the pursuit like, of Dom and actively go to pursue the person who just committed murder on his watch. It's the uh, clear and present danger. Right. That that I can give you. I think it was just the, the way that it was executed. Like, I think you could still hit those major beats and get to that point. It's just the way that they constructed that scene in particular, the way it came off just felt very strange to me. That's all. Um, I do want to point out, too, I think when we were watching going back to Mousy. That uh, every time he is on screen, Josh is going. This guy's shifty. I don't know if I like this mousy kid. There's something something off. Oh, and, this, and you're gonna bring this him. up. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> halfway through the movie, and then Jesse explains why he is kind of shifty. That he has ADD. And suddenly we're like, Josh, how bad do you feel that you're picking on the kid with a disability? <laughs> yeah. Th- thanks for thanks to Leslie for for pointing that out. That, that was <laughs> that was real classy of her. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. Andy, I want to get you in. Anything you want to direct uh, for Josh? Any questions for the movie since he's on the hot seat? Uh, Josh, have you seen the movie Gone in 60 Seconds? Yes, but it's been a very long time. 
Okay. I, I think these movies came out relatively close in time to each other. I'm and they were sort right of here. both like the action car oriented movies and whatnot. Right. Now that you have seen both, uh, which one did you prefer? Good, fair question. Honestly, I would have to go back and watch Gone in 60 Seconds because it's been probably over 10 years at least since the one time I saw it. For the um, record, Gone in 60 Seconds was the year prior, the year 2000. Okay. okay. Yeah, and I think I might have been, I might have saw that in college or shortly after, but uh, I know I only saw it once. Um, I mean, my initial first reaction is it's apples and oranges because Nicolas Cage always wins. <laughs> <laughs> Gone in 60 um, seconds is my choice, 100%, no question. I had a third so, option that I was I'd have to, I'd have to revisit too, I it, ask. but but I, I, I'd be willing to revisit it because I don't remember having a bad impression of that movie like oh that was such a piece of dog shit i'll never see uh, that again so i would watch yeah. it again and give you know come back with an answer later yeah i'm actually 100 percent with mike i i would much rather watch gone in 60 seconds than i would uh the fast and the furious not that the fast and the furious is a bad movie it's <laughs> not there's anything the, wrong with that right no yeah <laughs> it's my favorite of the franchise but you know wait wait I, backtrack I, the, the very first fast and furious movie is the favorite of of the franchise for you is that what you were saying? Well, once once again, you you're saying out. the first Fast and the Furious movie is your favorite Fast and Furious movie. Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay. What was the movie you were going to throw in, Brian? I, you said there was a third you wanted to throw in. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask about Need for Speed. If anybody has seen Need for Speed, the uh, Aaron Michael Paul. Keaton, Aaron Paul one. I just watched that earlier. I think like earlier this year or sometime last year. Um. The only saving graces for that for me as a viewer was Aaron Paul because I like him so much from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Otherwise, the movie itself to me was like less than one dimensional. Yeah, I get that. It it seemed very forgettable to me. Like, did you watch I feel it? Like, I can quote Need for Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I I feel like I can quote and remember stuff from the Fast and the Furious, and from Gone sixty seconds I can quote to like for a long time. But um, okay. the only thing I remember from Need to Speed is that Aaron Paul is in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, think, <laughs> you know? I don't know. There's something about Need for Speed for me. I think I think they try to do a lot of the car stuff practically, which and maybe it's been a while since I've seen Gone in sixty seconds, but. Fast and Furious, I don't think, does very many practical car stunts and driving, like at least Need for Speed does. So I think that part of it stands out for me. I think the story and characters for Need for Speed are forget forgettable, but the uh, the car action and stuff in Need for Speed is what I think I remember and enjoy a lot. Gone in 60 Seconds was less car stunts. There's one really long car chase at the end of the movie. Right. And yeah. the rest of it is just like them stealing cars there's not a whole lot of like racing around or dealing with this that and the other but that last car chase sequence is mostly practical i think the only thing they didn't do practically there's the big jump that yeah. he goes through at one point um because that would just be ridiculous but to me that movie is just so much fun to watch every time whereas fast and the furious isn't as fun is that for me? The Just the first one? Or are you talking as a franchise? I'd rather watch Gone in 60 Seconds than any of the like Fast and Furious franchise. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but again, that's one of my favorite movies, too. Like it's It would be on yeah. a long list of 
favorites, and none of the Fast and the Furious movies make that list. Fair enough. If we're talking about car movies that also may include Nicolas Cage, <laughs> I, I'm I don't even. I don't even remember if it's like really heavily dependent on like big car chases. It's just such a ridiculous fun movie. Drive Angry. <laughs> actually a very good movie. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like that movie, but it's actually pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. And I just think... because Nick Cage, I mean. <laughs> and I think Amber, is Amber Heard? I think The daughter so. character? Yeah. So it was like just before, like a year or two, I think before she started to get a lot of like you know, name recognition for herself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually not too bad. Um, anything else for Fast and Furious? Uh, yes, I have uh, a question for all of you. Um, if you could have any car from the Fast and the Furious, oh, which would it be? The Charger. No question. See, I don't know. The black, car- the black Charger at the end with Vin Diesel's yeah, if we're talking any, are we talking the whole series, or are we just talking the first movie? First movie. Yeah. The, oh, first movie. The okay. Um, trying to think of because I tried to make uh, some of these cars in GTA when we play online. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, Brian's car, the the green one that he has, it's that gets blown up. Yeah, I did make that one, so I'm gonna go with that one. I, I don't think I have an answer. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I probably wouldn't care. I would like I'd probably want one that has like really good mileage and really low emissions. <laughs> the the uh, I, you, I, I, I don't. you would go for the motorcycle. Uh, no, because I'll kill myself on a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, like oh. uh, speaking, of which like I'll, uh, as as a connect as connective tissue to something else that listeners uh, will have heard recently. There's a scene in the first Zombieland where. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character tries to leave where he is on a motorcycle <laughs> and promptly within 12 feet falls over and crashes into big hedges and, and just hurt it. Like that, that would be me. Fair enough. Fair enough. On a motorcycle. So Andy, do you I have would, a choice? I would agree with Mike. Uh, definitely the charger. Like with by far. I expect to see both of you driving that in GTA the next time we play. I don't have Is any there money. One in there? You can you can find it, it, obviously not card that called the charger, but you can find cars that look pretty similar, and you can you can make it black I, and get the engine out the out the hood and stuff. They cost a ridiculous amount of money. I have no money in that game. Did uh, you spend all your million dollars already? Well, I bought properties. I bought guns. I bought all kinds of shit like that. But I just took the free cars they gave me. I didn't like go and I, search. I don't think that one's I have too like, expensive. I have like four hundred thousand can... right now. Is about what I have. You. May have enough to get the car. I don't know about the upgrades, but we can we can talk. I I don't remember the price of the stuff, but we oh can shit, there are upgrades. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> man. Um, so Josh, if we presumably get through, well, I guess you you owe us another Fast and Furious, right? So yeah, we have at least one gosh, more to get yeah. to. You get one more so far. Okay, so we'll have to we'll have to plan that for the next time, and then figure out. Like I said, I at least want to get you through four of them. I think would be a, a nice range okay for you so you gave us two for the price of one yes so we'll try to try to try to match up two other movies between you and i to get through four of them i'm open two? whenever okay. you want to do the, the fan four stick just let me know 
I'd love to get that done because I still haven't watched it. I'm, I'm saving I know. It. We've been talking about that for like three years now. <laughs> yeah. We, we need to get on that. I know. You and Romano each. Well, I think, yeah, I think the issue is that like there's more than just one person that we want to watch it with. Like Bradley, Romano. I don't remember if anybody else needs to see it. Josh needs to see it. Right? I've seen it. Okay. I saw it once. Andy, you and I did the review, right? So we did it. Oh, yeah. We watched it, yeah. <laughs> So we'll just find out from Mike when he's available. You tell me when the two of you can get together. I'll do it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll have to... We'll have to that would be a good night to... If, if we can schedule something for all of us together again at some point to record something, that would be a good one to do. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you at least have one other Fast and Furious to look forward to for Josh. Um, all the other Never Seen That's will be to be determined. We'll try to keep you posted whenever we figure those out. Um, and that's it for this one, I think. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode and the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review there. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show. Uh, you can actually now find us on Spotify, so feel free to check us out there. Um, you can search for us on Facebook, search Bry Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Bry Guy Super Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions on there. Uh, you can try to email us, Friends at gmail.com. Send it. I probably won't check it. You probably, if you sent anything the last year, it's probably still sitting in there. You can tweet <laughs> us at BG Super Friends on Twitter. Those we'll see. And on behalf of Andy, Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.